Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome back to the Finding Peace Within podcast. I am your host, Ms. Lisa L. Dalton. Now, the Finding Peace Within podcast was created to help you find your authentic self through spiritual awareness. And how do you do that? You do that by studying the Word of God, doing the necessary work that you need to do to find your peace within. It is a journey, may I say that. Now, if this is your first time visiting the podcast, I wanna say welcome. If you are a repeat guest, welcome, welcome back. If you would like to connect with me on all social media outlets, I say this, just Google my name, Lisa L. Dalton, and you will find me there. You can find my website, findingpeacewithin.org. And on the website, you can find my books, you can find previous podcasts, you can go back and listen to all my Lisa Six and Threes, which are my morning motivations that I post on all my social media outlets, which gives you a little hope for the day, gives you a little hope for today. I want you to get your pens and your pads as we take this journey to finding peace within together. Well, hello, hello, hello once again, everyone, and welcome to the Finding Peace Within podcast. As you know, I am your host, Miss Lisa L. Dalton, and again, I want to thank you for tuning into the podcast. Look, we've been having an amazing time with this season eight trauma to triumph season. Look, if you haven't seen the videos from the previous guest, Ms. Joretta King, author Joretta King, you need to go and watch all three episodes. <laughs> and then there was um, Ms. Audrey Ingram, my friend, my sister, once again, Trauma to Triumph, How Dreams Really Do Come True. And then my sister friend, Ms. Kathy Dawson Cash from the last podcast, um, again, Trauma to Triumph, how the Lord really will cover you and give you strength in the time of trauma. And on today's segment, I have once again, another classmate and wonderful, wonderful friend and woman of God, my childhood friend, Miss Kim Lucky. Hey, Kim Lucky. Hi, Miss Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> Man, mm -hmm. me and Kim have been friends since mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. No, Washington Street Elementary yeah. School. We used to mm -hmm. walk to school together. So in the neighborhood. You know, that's when we had the neighborhood school, right? Yeah. Uh we would go when Kim was at her grandma's house who lived down the street from my grandma's house and we'd pick each other up mm -hmm. as we uh were headed to Washington Street. But look, now we all grown now. Yeah. And life has happened, and mm -hmm. Kim has an amazing, amazing, several amazing stories yes. of um, trauma to triumph and how mm -hmm. the Lord has really preserved her and has brought mm -hmm. her out of some situations. And you can see her now in the state, but y'all don't even know where this, how far she's come mm -hmm. um, from this stroke that she had, um, what now, seven months now? Yeah, it was January, January 29th. Yeah, so we're looking at um, six close, months, mm -hmm. close to seven months now. Yeah. But um, we're going to get more into that as we get more into this episode in this conversation with my friend, Miss Kim Lucky. Yes. Kim, thank you for agreeing to do the show today. You're more than welcome. I, I, I really believe that um, 
that there is a message that you have mm -hmm. um, that can really encourage the people yeah. um, that do support the Finding Peace Within podcast. And man, we're just going to jump in, dive in, mm -hmm. and we're going to let the Lord have his way. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. Amen. So Kim, tell us who you are. Who is Kim Lucky? Who is Kim Lucky? Kim Lucky is the oldest child of Betty Arnold Lucky and Thomas Henry Lucky. Um, I'm the oldest. I'm the only girl. Mm -hmm. um, I have one brother that's deceased, Eric Lucky, and my baby brother, which he's older now, so he's 47, but he's still, he's still my baby. He's still the baby. Mm-hmm. Once I, the baby, always the baby. And I'm the mother of three handsome sons, Christopher, Bryant, and Nicholas. Oh, wow. Um, Christopher is married and has four children, and they're expecting the next one, so one on the way. So I have a grandbaby that will be here probably in the middle of July. I'm jealous. No, I'm not. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any yet. <laughs> and my middle son is Brian, and he's in the Army, and he's stationed in um, Maryland. My baby boy is Nicholas Best. He's 24. He just graduated from Coca College with a degree in psychology. Wow. I'm the grandmother of 11, will soon be 12 grandchildren. And I am so proud of them. You got Kim. My oldest grandchild is 20 years old, Lisa. You got 12 grandchildren? It'll be 12 when Cameron get here. It'll be 12. You got 12 grandchildren. 12 grandchildren. And Kim just celebrated a birthday two months ago? In May. Yeah. May the 29th. And Kim, you're 59, 59. now. 59. Yeah, 59. Wow. I'm a senior. I'm a senior too. Yes. <laughs> get my, look, get my discounts. <laughs> yeah, get that 10%. I know, right? Or 15, that yeah. 15%. I love it yes. because with, um, T-Mobile, if you're 55 and older, your bill is $55. Oh, that's great. Yeah, $55 for T-Mobile because we're seniors, seniors you know. Yes. So don't be ashamed when you turn 50 that's and older. Right. There's some benefits that's a to blessing. being mature. That's yeah, what I say, mature. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Being mature. But yeah. Kim and I, um, I talked to Kim the last time I was home here in Hartsville about mm -hmm her coming onto the show and sharing her experience mm -hmm. experiences and of course talking about um, the experience of when she had her stroke and what the lord has done for her and yes. is doing through her and still yet able to do through her yes. even though you've had the stroke yeah. and i know we're still we still have the um yes. the group page yeah uh, standing in the gap yes. which you are the the creator and the yeah. minister over mm -hmm. and that's on facebook you guys just go to Facebook, put standing in the gap. Yeah, we have Sunday, up. Sunday evening prayer Sunday at prayer 7 p.m. And mm -hmm. Kim is still on the wall, y'all. Yes. Even though she <laughs> has mm -hmm. had her stroke and is in recovery, you know, the ministry doesn't stop doesn't because stop. of situations. Mm -hmm. Amen. It doesn't stop. Amen. Now, Kim, I want to start um, with this. And prior to going live, you know, of course, we've had some conversations mm -hmm. about um, what the Lord has done, where your life has been mm -hmm. since graduation. We graduated um, together as well in high mm -hmm. school. But I know that um, you had your son. 
Yeah, I had my son the year after we graduated. Mm -hmm. um, and he bad, his baby daddy name. <laughs> his father name is Ron Campbell. Ron Campbell. Yeah, I had him after we gra I graduated. Mm -hmm. I had, we call him Dreek, his name is Christopher. He's named after my brother. But um, I had him after we graduated. And then the first marriage I had was to his dad. Um, we were young. Yeah, go ahead and tell that story, Kim. Yeah, we were young when we got married. Yeah. Um, we went to the courthouse and got married. And you all were 19? But I was, you was. He had just turned 19. He's a year older than me. Okay, so so I had. Well, you I, I had you already had the baby when I was eighteen. Then I had Drake at nineteen, and I think I had already had Drake. But when we got married, the agreement was not to tell anybody that we got married. So I still was home with my parents. He still was with his parents. And which after a while I was like, well, why, why we got married? So we can't tell nobody. Was y'all having sex? We couldn't then. Well, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> get married and can't make love, and you and, and you and legal said, now. You got this baby now. You can't even make love. And I said because well, y'all couldn't date. Quote. Yeah, I said well, you know what? And I just I got to the point, and I was like, this ain't it. I got to get out of this. So you said and it was so over. We, we, you know, we ended up getting a divorce. Was it um, a divorce or an annulment? I think it was less than six months. They go through the annulment. Because mm -hmm. if it's less than six months. But that just show you that sometimes when we're young, oh, yeah. we make decisions off of emotions and flesh. Mm -hmm. And we don't think about it until after we've done it. Right, right, right. Because I, I said that one time, I had um. I had, was looking for a job, and I wanted to be closer to home. And I had a good job, but I had got sick on this job, and I was out for like two weeks. And then the owner of the job was saying little things to the office manager. Mm -hmm. So she was saying stuff to me, and I said, well, let me find me a job before they get before they want fired. To find, yeah. right, 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 right. And then I found another job, and I ended up finding a job at Urgent Care. And I said, once I got the urgent care and I worked there for like a month or two, I was like, Lord have mercy, I got I can't stay here. Cause it was twelve hour shifts with a thirty minute break. Mm. And mm. she saw anyway from a hundred to two hundred people a day. Mm. So what you're saying is this. The grass isn't always greener That's right. on the other side. And sometimes That's we right. have to stay where we are. That's right. Until the Lord opens the door. doors for us to get to where we and, should be. Yeah, and that's where I learned that sometimes we make decisions, our feelings, and emotions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we don't think about the consequences. We're just thinking about right now, right this now. moment. Exactly. So do you think that's what happened in your first marriage? Mm -hmm. You know, you were operating on emotions. emotions. Of course, you were pregnant and you're yeah. young. Yeah. And I'm not sure if you were in love or not. Yeah. Yeah. Or were you in lust? I thought I was in love. But evidently it was lust. <laughs> that never... <laughs> 
flourish because after marriage you couldn't mm -mm. even do anything. No, and I say, you know, that's why I say we have to be careful of the decisions that we make. Yes. And yes. it goes back to, because this is one of my favorite scriptures, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not, not to your, your own understanding. understanding but in all your ways and knowledge him. And he, and shall, he shall direct your path. Come on, come on. See, but now this is, this is Elder Kim talking now. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes. sometimes we're trying to figure it out on our own. Exactly. We're trying and to that way we own. make a mess of it. Mm -hmm. And then we got to turn and surrender everything to God. And then we want God to fix it and mm -hmm. clean it up for us. Want us to fix it and clean it up. Now, Kim, but, I know I, I know that um, after the elopeness, mm -hmm. tell me, what did what did y'all mama and daddy say? Girl. They probably were shocked. <laughs> when you tell your mama, help mm -hmm. me get out of this, mm -hmm. she probably was like, out of what? Yeah. Yeah, and that, that happens too when you get in a little situation. Who'd you call on? Your mom and dad. Your mom and the one you mm -hmm. disobeyed. Yeah. But but I, I know your mother did that for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And I was able to still be here mm -hmm. with my parents. Because mm -hmm. I was here with them with both of my children. Mm -hmm. My oldest and them and I had Brian. And I don't think I moved out until Drake was like 12. Then that's when I moved out. Mm -hmm. you know? So w when you had your second son, who is from your second husband. Mm -mm. No, he's not from your mm -mm. second husband. No. I mean, we didn't talk about his dad. No. <laughs> I'm a second son from Calvin Abson. And that's your? That's my second, second son. husband? No. No, you married Bess. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about y'all women. We got to do better. And I'm glad I didn't marry Calvin. You know, because I was listening to a podcast earlier today, and, and it really was men talking about, um, and this so true, how everybody that we sleep with, mm -hmm. that, that spirit still resides in I just said that to us. someone the other day. It's still, mm -hmm. and that, again, you have that soul tie, you know, mm -hmm. so that's why the Lord says, you know, marriage, sex is for marriage. Yeah. Number one, you, be sure who you're laying down with, it will be somebody you want to have a child with because mm -hmm. you never know. Yeah. You know, but the, the safest way, it's just not to have it's sex. It's not to have it's sex. To, and, that, and there's a reason for mm -hmm. that. So, you know, we, we really have to, because I did the same thing, yeah. you know, made mm -hmm. that same mistake. Yeah. Um, you know, but for me, I've only been pregnant one time in mm -hmm. my entire life. Mm -hmm. You know, and of course, Adrian's 42 now. But, you know, we 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 make those, those dumb decisions, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, and then we are here with the consequences. With the consequences. And uh, oftentimes we're taking our children along mm -hmm. with that journey because we're yeah. growing up while we're trying to raise them. Yeah. And then so you That's had so your second. Yeah. What was that? What was that experience like for you now being pregnant, still at home with your parents? You know how and, and you're grown now. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. not like you're 1920. Yeah. You're grown now. Yeah. What was what was that like for you now coming back home? Well, coming home yeah to tell your parents you're pregnant that was you know i'm pretty sure it was probably painful 
mm -hmm. you know, for the parents because mm -hmm. they want more for you, mm -hmm. but they never turned their back on me not right. one time. Right. And they loved them. Mm -hmm. Actually, I think it was either Drew, I think it was Brian. When I was coming home from the hospital, my daddy was standing to the door. Yeah. Waiting. Yeah. And it, But the thing is with that, I, I'm not ashamed to say it. I had been through so much in that relationship. Well, let's talk about it because y'all were dating. Y'all we were, were not. dating. How long did y'all date? We dated four years. Oh, yeah, four years. Y'all dated four years. And we, the first two years was good. The last two, I went through a lot because he was, he was abusive. Mm-hmm. So I would always say... But y'all weren't he, living together. No, I would always say he was like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Mm -hmm, High. Mm -hmm. You can be good and you'll leave and come back two hours later and use somebody totally different. Mm, do you think he was schizophrenic or anything? He, I don't know Maybe if he was, was high me. or what okay. he was going, okay. you know, what was going on with him. So that's a relationship of abuse. Mm. But when I got to the point that I couldn't take it anymore. What kept you there for years when you knew he was abusive? You know, it's it's hard to say because you know you 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 actually feel like you love this person, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then when things come along, you feel like, well, it could have been something I did or something I said. So you begin to blame yourself. Yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to make them act this way. Um, but I never forget one incident. He wanted they lived in security then, and he was fussing, fussing or something with me. And I never forget his cousin, Michelle Jacobs. She said, you want to fight somebody? Fight me because mm -hmm. you ain't going to put your hand on Kim. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No more. And I was like, you know, this right here was somebody from his side stood right, up for right, me another right, moment. Right. So even though I got out of that, but what I did, I remember coming home one evening, one night before I went to bed. And I prayed and I said, Lord, this is what I feel. I don't want this no more. I said, take this away from me. I said, God, take him away from me. Remove this feeling from me. I said, mm -hmm. I don't want you to kill him, but I want him out of my life. Mm -hmm. And I promise you, I, in three weeks, I was over him. And that was a four-year relationship. So your feelings... And let, well, let me rewind. Mm -hmm. Did you have a relationship with the Lord at that time? Or you just, of course, you knew the Lord. I knew the Lord. But did you have a relationship? Not like knew I have who to now. Pray to? Yeah, I knew who to pray to. But I didn't have a relationship mm -hmm. like I do now. But sure. I knew who to pray to. But I believed that if I prayed, mm -hmm. that God was going to answer that prayer. Mm -hmm. And he did because it was three weeks later. And I realized I was over him when he came to the house. And he said... He wanted to talk, and he was sorry for everything he ever did mm -hmm, for, to mm -hmm. me and whatever. And I told him, I said, you got about five minutes before <laughs> Dalton County get here. I said, before Dalton County get here, are you going to Dalton? Right. That means jail, y'all. When yeah. you're going uptown, mm -hmm. to lock up. To lock up. <laughs> well, he got in that car, and he left. And that's when I knew. I'm over You're this over. now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. so my heart go out to different people when mm -hmm. I when they come to me and they say, "Well, so and so, my sister in an abusive relationship, or 
my daughter, my niece, mm -hmm. you know, and I said, well, if they are taught to me, I'll talk to them. Because mm -hmm. you, you got to know how important you are. Yes. That's I know what Kathy you got and to know. I, Kathy and I talked about that mm -hmm. as well, uh, about, in, and I've been in abusive yeah. relationship as well, and how we stay because, quote, they know where we are. We yeah. know where they are. So they're yeah. not lurking around yeah. behind trees and bushes. Yeah. Because I remember when I got out of um, my abusive relationship and we, we were living together. Mm -hmm. And um, and I, I was like, this has got to stop. Mm -hmm. And the turned over furniture mm -hmm. and all broken glass and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And um, but I stayed in the same apartment complex okay. because they knew who he was. Uh -huh. But what they did for me, they put me on the ground level and they tore down all the shrubs. Yeah. That were in front of the bush. But mm -hmm. even then, even then, I was going to the laundromat at the complex and there he was standing around the corner. But it's like, OK. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. so the fear comes over. Mm -hmm. What are you going to do to me? Of course, he mm -hmm. didn't do anything, but we stay because, mm -hmm. oh, at least he knows where I am and I know where he is. Mm -hmm. But at some point, you got to think of your you life. You got to think of your life. Yeah. And, yes. and so you made that decision yes. to stay. So how long was it between that and your marriage? Because you, I know you've been married when twice. I left when I left that relationship, Bryant was 18 months old. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was 18 months old. And when I got into another serious relationship, Drake uh, had to be 12. Mm -hmm. Maybe he was 11 or 12. They so were younger. Some, so it took you some time. Mm -hmm. Do you think you were ready? Or did you want to be a wife? I was ready to settle down and right. be a wife. Yeah. And have a family. family yeah. Because you saw what yeah. your parents had. And I yeah. think that's what we do a lot of times as young girls. Especially like for you, you had both mm -hmm. parents. I had both parents. Yeah. So we, we want that as yeah. we will see yes. a fairy tale marriage. Yeah. You know, there there yeah, is that, no such thing. Yeah. You know, but that we family. want that family. Yes. And then you meet the guy who you think is going to be the one that you need yes. to develop this family. And I know y'all met, what you said, the shingle? At, uh, fiesta. Fiesta Lounge. At the Fiesta, fiesta Lounge. If you're from Hartsford, you, you know, know about the lounge. You know about the Lounge. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I told Lisa, I met him then, I should have left him there. At the Fiesta Lounge. Yeah. But, but see, okay, but this is a homeboy. So you knew him before the Fiesta Lounge, mm -hmm. right? Mm -mm. You didn't know him before the Fiesta mm -mm. Lounge? Mm -mm. Nope. Okay, so you made him. Y'all date. How long did yeah. you date before you married? After that, it was a long time. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was a long time before me and Louis got married. Because me and Louis dated seven years before we got married. <gasps> yeah. So. Seven years. Why did you stay so long without being married? That was my question. <laughs> that you still haven't found the answer to? That I still haven't found the answer to it yet. <laughs> but we dated seven years and then we got married. How yeah. long did the marriage last? Ten. Oh, wow. 10, 10 years. 
Yeah. What was yes. the what was the thing that broke y'all up? Because obviously you and all that's are not when I together. Was really, in, in starting to in ministry. your spiritual. Okay, so yeah, you. At what point did you accept your call? I and was that before the marriage? Yeah. Okay, so you okay, so you were walking in your calling as yeah. a as a minister of the gospel. I was walking in my call. Well, I was. I had a relationship so, and then with him. Okay. When we got married. I had Nick a year later because I said, I'm about to be 30 some, And I was trying to get my girl, but I got another boy. Okay, so wait a minute. So you was trying, <laughs> you weren't married and you was trying to get babies? That's no, not what we you was tell married me. then. Oh, so this is two years. Time we got married. Oh. Time okay, so you married. was trying to get your three. I think about, I got pregnant. Three and a half months after we after y'all got married, yeah, and then okay, so now and then I did my initial sermon when Nicholas was about a year old. Oh, okay, mm -hmm. so okay, so in between the relationships, you got saved, mm -hmm. sanctified, filled mm -hmm. with the Holy Ghost. I am living for the Lord, mm -hmm. and there is no turning back. Yeah, yeah, and that was real because I got saved. At 13 at Nathan Temple. Mm -hmm. Y'all, the pastor heard. We all have been <laughs> a part of Nathan Temple because mm -hmm. Joretta talked about Nathan mm -hmm. Temple. And of course, um, with Kathy, yeah. it's, it's Nazareth, it's but Nazareth. it's all apostolic, mm -hmm. fire baptized, yes. fire and brimstone mm -hmm. in the lake of fire mm -hmm. type of church. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. yes, I was thirteen. I remember that so well. Yeah, but then, yeah. but then, so you gave your heart that, back yeah, to the Lord. Uh -huh. Yeah, I gave it back to Him, and I was just like, I mean, you know, I say uh, sold out. Yeah, yeah, I'm serious about this. You know, this time I'm really serious, and I'm learning more mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and more of the righteous way of living mm -hmm, and doing mm -hmm. the things what we supposed to be doing. Correct, correct. And so, um, but you dated for seven years, saved seven years, and saying, "Lord, forgive me every time." It wasn't no every time. <laughs> See, but, I love the honesty. I love yeah. it. But, um, you know, because people he respect, he res I think, too. And one thing about Lewis, he respect me. Mm -hmm. um, he never disrespect me. He I mean, he was just a respectful man. He didn't club. And that was a plus because mm -hmm. everybody else I had used to talk to, they either club. They was out there pharmaceutical. Oh, Lord. You know. He said pharmaceutical. That, yeah, they was in the street. So I yeah. said, well, he don't drink. He don't club or nothing like but that. But then he loved the Lord. And then he's, well, he's just him and his mama. And I was like, okay. He went to church, but I can't say he was going like I was going. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, and even before we got a divorce, this, this time before we got a divorce, I pastor, my pastor, which is Bishop McLeod now, mm -hmm. he was the pastor at K Brand. He had just begun to be the pastor. Mm -hmm. And I went to him for counseling. And I asked him, would he counsel me and Lewis? And he said, sure. Well, when it's time to go, I'm the only one going. You know, because he oh, worked wow. at Wellman and he worked different shifts. And then at one point in time, you know, he said, well, Kim, I don't need counseling. And I said, okay, but I would still go. 
And I remember they had marriage ministry there too, where the married couples would come and it would mm -hmm, be like mm -hmm. marriage. And I would go by myself, mm -hmm. even though I was married. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I just, it was a lot of stuff and it, it just didn't work. It didn't work for us. Right. It didn't work. And one thing about it, I'm so grateful that even when we went to get our divorce, we rode on the elevator together. Mm -hmm. We talked. So y'all didn't part everything. enemies? You, no, we didn't part enemies. You just nothing. knew it wasn't working. It wasn't working. Do you think counseling would have saved you? Because I've heard couples say, you know, had, you know, divorce count on couples. Yeah. Had we gone to counseling, I believe, you know, it would have worked. Had we gone to counseling. But I know in our culture, mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't need nobody to tell yeah. me how to, you know, live my yeah. life. You know, they got problems of their own, blah, 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 blah. Well, it's, you know, but it's I just like if the car needs maintenance, and I hear this all the time, yeah. if the car needs maintenance, are you not going to take it to get maintenance? Yeah. Are you just going to let the light I stay on? If you agree to counseling, and that could be something that could help save your marriage. Yes. If you still love each other. Yeah, if you still love I, each other. I went to counseling in my first marriage, my second marriage. But I say counseling is only as good as the truth you tell. Yeah, yeah. Because if you go to counseling and you don't tell the truth, then it's not going to help you. Yes. you got to tell the truth. You have to be mature enough to handle yeah. the truth. And that's another thing I say, just not even about mm -hmm. counseling, but about marriage and relationships. Yeah. You need to be tr mature enough to handle to my handle truth, truth about who I am. Yeah. And if that's something you can't handle, then you make a decision to yes. leave. I told somebody, I said, go to someone that don't know you or that person. Correct. So you can't say that I'm biased toward That's Lisa. Right. That's right. But go to somebody that y'all don't even know. But just like you saying they got faults, you got, you got faults, faults too. too. Mm -hmm. And you have to recognize exam self-examination. Right, right, absolutely. To see where I'm at. Absolutely. Because I remember when we were looking for a house, and I told Lewis, I said, well, we can go to the bank and... You know, talk to the people. He said, Kim, when you go to the bank, you got to have money. I said, yeah, but where is your faith? So my faith has always been mm. back there because you, you might feel like, okay, we got to have this. But when you get in there, you don't know. You might not have to have nothing. Nothing. That's true. That's true. Because of your faith yeah. and your, the favor that God put on your life. But I'm so grateful we talk. Now, even my mother-in-law, bless her heart. I miss Beth, she's sweet as, oh God, sweet as gold. Even when we got divorced, she never treated me no different. That's beautiful. She, we would, I'd call and she asked the phone, we talk, and she actually would tell me stuff about, if she knew something about my middle son, she'd say, well, this so-and-so now, don't say nothing. <laughs> she would keep me informed <laughs> yeah, of what was going yeah, on. Yeah. But she never treated me no different or anything. Because you were not married to her son anymore. Because, yeah. And mm -hmm. that's rare. It's very you know, rare. It's rare. It's I do know rare. some families who still do things together after yeah, the divorce, after. and that's real family right yeah. there. Mm -hmm. So you, you're now divorced, and you're now really operating fully yeah. into the ministry. Yeah. Um, when did you hear the voice of the Lord say, intercessor? Because I know that's what you do. Yeah. It's just my heart. It's just with the heart of God. God has shown me 
so many things. And like some people said, well, I don't know what my purpose or what mm -hmm. my gift is. I can't tell you that because I know what all my gifts is. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah, and yeah, yeah. If you need, and the person that's an intercessor is a person that's always interceding for mm -hmm. somebody. Mm -hmm. And that's why I even said when we do the call on Sunday nights, pray for every prayer warrior and every mm -hmm. intercessor because mm -hmm. they need to be prayed for too. Mm -hmm. And I say pray for every pastor because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. they need to be, I say even secondary leadership, yes. pray that they be in right position because yes. they're the helpmate to, right, to the pastor. Exactly. So they're the helpmate to the ministry. Mm -hmm. And so I always tell people, I told my cousin, she had went into ministry. I, I saw where she went into ministry and I told her, I said, having a title and being all in black or white and being on the pulpit, don't think that's just a spotlight. Mm -hmm. It ain't about a spotlight. Mm -hmm. It's the work after you get off that stage right. that matters. It's more than that. Yeah. And I even told her, I said, I was saying this to my niece because she went to an event and she got hurt mm -hmm. at the event. Mm -hmm. And I was telling her, even when you got a calling upon your life and you living for God, especially in ministry, your character need to line up with your call. Did y'all hear that? Your character. We're going to put that on the line. Your character needs to line, line up, up with, with your, your call. calling. It's just like, you know, as a fitness trainer, mm -hmm. a life coach, you know, you sell who you are you sell your yeah. your you sell your life you sell your integrity mm -hmm. if you're a motivational speaker inspirational mm -hmm. speaker a pastor a minister, yes. whatever you are selling your experiences yes to the people so your yes. your life your integrity and your life everything needs to match. it needs to, match. needs to match even with me i you know i had the stroke well let, 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 let's talk about that okay we're gonna roll into that okay now i'm not sure if you all understand what an intercessor is mm -hmm. you know a prayer warrior especially mm -hmm. a center intercessor mm -hmm. because i as an intercessor myself i've experienced pain in my mm -hmm. body and i'm like wait because mm -hmm. you're picking it because up because i'm picking it up from you're the person that up. you're interceding mm -hmm. for so you're at church mm -hmm. now we had our class reunion last year in mm -hmm. may 2022. Yeah. In May. Kim preached at our Sunday service. Yeah. Wrecked the house. Mm -hmm. Awesome time. Mm -hmm. So now, seven months later, mm -hmm. you're at church. I'm at church. Church was awesome. We was praising God, exalting God. I had just, and I'm a dancer, and I had just got through dancing and praising God. And my bishop asked me, will I anoint everybody at the, he said, I'm calling our intercessor prayer leader to come and anoint. And deacons, you know, Scott, we want you to pray. Mm -hmm. And bishop said, anoint me and pastor. And um, he said, anoint us. Now, don't grease, don't grease me up. <laughs> don't grease me up. And I started smiling. <laughs> and and so I anointed him. That's what healing go off for those yeah. of y'all that know it's prayed over healing yeah. oil. I anointed him. Mm -hmm. And then I anointed Pastor Renee, and then I anointed everybody at the altar. Mm. I said, well, I'm going to go sit down while um, Deacon Scott is praying, because I was actually tired from dancing. <laughs> I said, I'm going to sit down while he's praying. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I went to sit down, and one of the young ladies in church asked me, are you okay? And I could read her lips, and I said, 
So she came and sat beside me and she grabbed my hand. She thought my sugar dropped, so she got a piece of peppermint. And she said, Kim, are you okay? She was holding my hand. I said, no, I picked up something mm. from the altar. Mm. And she looked at me, and then she ended up telling one of our girlfriends, and she said, um, when she said, you, I picked up something from the altar, I said, I'm not putting the blame on nobody. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's a scripture that say, lay hands suddenly on, on no, no man. man. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that, I said, you know what? People come to the altar all the time. They're depressed. They're worried. Yeah, they're stressed yeah, out. They yeah, got sicknesses, mm -hmm. and they're dealing with stuff. And they're demonic coming for spirits. demonic spirits, and they're coming for a release. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I said that, and then I ended up having a conversation with a young lady that had just got uh, proof of bigger building for her school, and I called her to tell her I was so proud of her, and she was so glad to hear from me. Because her best friend called her crying when I had the stroke. And I was talking to her about what happened at church. This is what this child said to me. She said, you saved somebody's life that day. Wow. She said, Miss Kim, you, I believe you saved somebody's life that day. Because you took on that pain. And you know the Lord, the Bible says that the Lord would not get put on us more than we mm -hmm. can bear. Mm -hmm. and, and it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But fortunate, yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> because the Lord knew who mm -hmm. He could, just like Job. Yeah, we talked about that story. Who we, we could afflict, mm -hmm. but their soul, because you could have easily mm -hmm. cocked the attitude with the Lord mm -hmm. real quick. Yes, you know, and you know, I told somebody, I said, I have not been angry since mm -hmm. that day. Mm -hmm. I have not been depressed because mm -hmm. I always say nothing catches God by surprise. surprise. Exactly. It catches us, mm -hmm. but it don't catch God. But my hand, my life is in his hands. Let me ask you this. So once you found, because you didn't know you had a stroke. Mm -mm. They just called 911. Yeah. And then you, were you cognizant they, of that you were going to the hot were you awake were you I aware? saw them people coming in with that stretcher okay. <laughs> and they came straight to, to, to you <laughs> i was like who they here for and she said um miss kim you okay and i said yeah she said well we're gonna um we coming to get you and so they took me to the ambulance mm -hmm, and got mm -hmm. in there and the emt she said you want to go to hartsville or you want to go to florence and she looked at me. She said, no, baby, you're going to Florence. You just had a stroke. So I guess they could see, see my face, face mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the twisting of my face mm -hmm. and stuff. And then when we got to McLeod, and they got me back there, and they ran tests. They came back in the room and told me and my mama I was bleeding at the brain. Wow. So the stroke I had was called a hem like a hemorrhaging stroke. Mm -hmm. I had bleeding at the brain, and I had swelling. And said, if that didn't go down, they was going to have to do surgery. And so they watched me for a while. Let me tell you, let me tell you and y'all, mm -hmm. when Kim had that stroke, mm -hmm. it's almost like the Lord just sent telegrams mm -hmm. all, all across the, these mm -hmm. states mm -hmm. that knew you. Mm -hmm. Because the word just spread like a wildfire mm -hmm. that you mm -hmm. had a stroke at church. I mm -hmm. mean... 
and we meet and it was of course on Facebook mm -hmm. but we you know I've got the call that you had a stroke mm -hmm. and we I mean I'm calling my prayer warrior friends mm -hmm. I was like look my sister just had a stroke at church we need to be praying mm -hmm. interceding and the we all was praying for you yes. okay we were yes. all on the wall because you yeah. have intercede and prayed and poured mm -hmm. into so many of us mm -hmm. it was time for us as they say to pay pay that yeah. prayer forward that's what they told me the pastor at Caver said pastor newkirk said he said we're praying for the prayer warrior now mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. she don't pray for everybody. everybody else so now it's time for us to pray for us you know pray mm -hmm. for her yeah and i'm grateful because even when i was in rehab Two girls, they're from Hartford, two mm -hmm. ladies. They one was a nurse and one was a tech. They was mm -hmm. two sisters. Mm -hmm. When they came in the room and they said, Pastor Lucky. Hey, Pastor Lucky. And I leaned over and I said, <laughs> Hey, they said, Honey, Hartra and Facebook is holding <laughs> you down. <laughs> Honey, the people are praying for <sighs> you. And I said, You know what? I thank God for mm -hmm. that. Because you know what, Lisa? My cousin, Nathan mm. Phillips, I was talking to him and because um, I had called him about the family union mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he was talking and he said, I'm glad you're okay. He said, Kim, I believe it either. He said, I believe the whole world was praying for you. <laughs> it felt like it. He said, I mean, the prayers was going out oh, for you. Mm -hmm. He said, but you know what? That speaks. He said, that speaks volume. Uh, who you are in God. God. Yes, ma'am. The woman of God you yes, are. Yes, ma'am. And then, you know, I said, that right there, and I always say, God, when they see me, let them see you. Yes, yes. God, when yes. they hear me, mm -hmm. let them hear you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, even when I'm praying or I'm encouraging yes, or I'm preaching, yes. I know I'm the body, yes. but let them see and hear you. It yes. ain't nothing about me. Yes. And that's what one of the young girls at our church, um, She's um she's a single mom. She got two kids, and she was at church that Sunday, mm -hmm. and she said, she said everything church was awesome, praising the Lord and everything. She said, Miss Kim, you had just got through dancing, you anointed out everybody at the altar, and the next thing we knew, we saw the people, Come the EMS coming into church. We didn't know what was going on. She said, when I found out what was going on, I called my mama. Her mom lived in New Jersey. And she said, Mama, they said Miss Kim had a stroke. And she was just crying. And I guess her mama was trying to calm down. Mm -hmm. She said, you don't understand what Miss Kim means. Mm -hmm. You don't understand wow. what she means. The rock. She has prayed the for pillar. me. Yes. She has been there for me and my kids. Mm. And she said, Miss Kim, I cried. And that's what a lot of young ones, when I told you, mm -hmm. I said, Lisa, it just seemed like young people, young mm -hmm, women and mm -hmm, young men, mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. just draw to me. Mm -hmm. And I said, Lisa, they'll tell me the whole lie. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that speaks of, mm -hmm. the, number one, God's anointing yeah. on your life. And it speaks of the journey that you've gone through mm -hmm. with all of what you've been through. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we didn't get into it all because yeah. I really want, I want the people to see what God has done yes, what in he doing seven, six months. In six months, what he's doing. In six months. In six months. Because how, how long did you stay in the hospital? Uh, that happened the last Sunday in January. I was in the hospital. I had been in the hospital a couple of weeks before mm -hmm. they sent before me to the, rehab. The heat, right. And I wasn't discharged from rehab the second time 
to March the 19th because you know, I got sick in rehab. In rehab, that's correct. I had that's to go correct. back that. to the hospital. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was back in ICU then because when they checked my blood pressure, they couldn't get my pressure down. Mm -hmm. When they checked my blood pressure, it was 247 mm. over 118, my mom said. You ain't even supposed to be here. And then they found out, they ran tests, and they found out I was impacted with bile. Mm. So they had to hook a tube up to me to drain the bile. Mm -hmm. But prior to going back to second time, that week, I was up throwing up. That week. And we talked about that. I remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I kept throwing, throwing up, up that week. Up and it was dark. Mm -hmm. It was just dark and watery. Mm. And I have a girlfriend that's a nurse. And she said, you was throwing up bowel mm. because mm -hmm. they had nowhere else to go. Wow. And my pastor came to see me. He put his hand on my head, put his hand on my arm, hand. Mm -hmm. And he said, daughter, you are a fighter. You are a fighter. And I say, Bishop, I'm just glad God kept me. Amen. I'm glad to be alive Amen. because I know I was knocking at death's door. Amen. Cause because with a pressure that high, yeah, that could have been another stroke, stroke. to take mm -hmm. me out. Mm -hmm. And not everyone survived. And um, mm -hmm. and and I say this. Mm -hmm. Wow, this is perfect timing. Not to say it's perfect. Mm -hmm. There's never a good time for anyone to die, mm -hmm. you know. But this interview comes after the death of one of well-known musicians mm -hmm. you know eric reed died mm -hmm. on the way to church mm -hmm. had a massive heart attack mm -hmm. driving on the way, on to, the way church. to church you know so we never know we don't know the day and i believe when the bible speaks of one would be in the field yeah two mm -hmm. would be in the field and mm -hmm. he would pluck mm -hmm. one out mm -hmm. and the other one remained that's of yeah. course talk, speaking of the speaking, rapture yeah you know but <laughs> we don't never know. You don't. You don't ever know. So let me ask you this: Did, Was there ever a point after the stroke that you say, "God, why did this happen to me?" You know, I never say, "God, why did this happened to me." Mm -hmm. You know, what came to me was the story about Job. Mm -hmm. That came to me, and it came to me. Uh, that's the second story about when that came to me, because I remember months. Before I even got sick or anything, where I was going to the doctor because I was having problems with my legs was hurting so bad. And um, so they ended up sending me to a spine doctor because my started with my legs, then it went to my back. And they told me I had arthritis in my lower back. Mm -hmm. But I remember talking to a pastor, Pastor Capers. We would have Bible classes on Saturday at the church, and he would come and teach. And he said, Elder... How you doing? I said, well, I'm coming along good. A little pain here and there. And then so we end up talking. He ended up calling me. I think I called him. And we was talking. He said, you know what? He said, when we was talking, he said, and I thought about the, the story about Job. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he said, you know, Job was an upright man. It wasn't nothing that Job did. But God knew he can trust Job. Yeah. Even though he went through all that. Yes, yes. So I told this young lady, I said, you know the story about Job? I said, well, Jesus said, have you considered my servant Job? Mm -hmm. You can touch everything else, but you can't touch his soul. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I said, baby, it looked like things affected me on the outside, mm -hmm. but it didn't touch, touch my, my soul. soul. Amen, amen. You know, so I feel like when we look at the word and we're going through things, we can find ourselves yes, right there in the word. Definitely. 
find ourselves in the word. And that's what I said when I was even at rehab. Uh, there was a therapist came to me. She wasn't even my therapist. And she said, I want you to meet this young lady. And she said, I don't know how it's going to happen. Lord, it must be going to be an intervention. <laughs> and so when she was just talking to me because my therapist wasn't ready yet. And she she was talking to me. She said, oh, Kim, there she is over there. I want you to meet her. Yeah, yeah. And so she said, I'm going to roll you over there. So she rolled me over there and I introduced myself. I said, hi, my name is Kim. She said, hi, my name is Chandra. And I said, Chandra, it's going to be okay. Because her whole demeanor was sad. So here you are <laughs> in recovery from a stroke, <laughs> in rehab, mm -hmm. still encouraging others. And you know, the, and I totally believe this, mm -hmm. the way to recovery mm -hmm. is to serve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to pour in, mm -hmm. even in your own recovery. That's right. You were still mm -hmm. serving. Oh, she, her whole demeanor was so sad. Yeah. I said, Chandra, it's going to be okay. I said, we're going to bounce back from this. I That's said, right. I'm going to be praying for you. And she said, okay, I'm going to pray for you too. And then the therapist took me back to my mm -hmm. area. And she mm -hmm. said, you know what, Kim? When she's thinking, you know what she's going to think about? She's going to think about you. Mm -hmm. And so when one of the, um, Renee came from the church to visit me, and I was talking to Renee, and I was saying she was 46. She was Caucasian. Mm -hmm. She was 46. And I was telling Renee and Michelle about it. So her. she was 46 and had had a stroke. Mm -hmm. Had a stroke. 46 mm -hmm. with a stroke. With a stroke. Mm. And so Renee was sitting on the side. Uh, we call her Nate Nate. She was sitting on the side. She was looking at me. She said, you know what? You, she said, this is something. You sitting here now. I'm looking at you in rehab, but you still encouraging somebody and praying for somebody. And this, my words to her was, it don't change my assignment. It does not. My illness does not change mm -mm. my assignment. And who I am. And who I am in God. And that's mm -mm. one thing that we got to realize. Our assignment is not based on our conditions. No, no, it ain't. No, it ain't. You may be down mm -hmm. and out, but the, the call on your mm -hmm. life still yet remains, people of God. Yes. I don't care how low you may be feeling. That's right. It's happening. Still, yeah. There is still someone waiting to mm -hmm. hear your voice. To hear your voice. And even after that, I called my cousin that lives in Baltimore, Wanda. I said, I want y'all to continue the prayer line on Sunday mm -hmm, nights. Mm -hmm. Just because yep. I had a stroke, don't y'all stop praying. Right. And another minister friend of mine, she said, Kim, they still been coming on. She said, you can tell the numbers might have dropped, but some of them still consistent and they still coming on and they still praying. I said, that's what I want them to do. Mm -hmm. Because this happened to me, don't stop. That's right. Ministry he said, doesn't stop. Pray without ceasing. See Man, not to always pray. Okay. Okay. That right there. Let me ask you this. How has your faith, because of course you've always been a woman of faith. Mm -hmm. How has your faith increased? Mm -hmm. How strong have you? Now you may not be strong physically mm -hmm. yet mm -hmm. because you are stronger. You're stronger mm -hmm. than you were when I was here last month. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, how has your faith increased since the stroke? 
I think I have gotten, my faith has cre increased a lot, but mm -hmm. I think I've gotten stronger even in the spiritual mm, sense. Yeah. Because I've gone back to church now. Yep, yep. And I made a statement to someone I was talking to. I said, if I can go to church in a wheelchair mm -hmm. and pat my right foot, which is my strong side, mm -hmm. and I can wave with this hand mm -hmm. and give praises to God. Yeah. I said, I see him think if a person got Come full on. Activity, activity of all their limbs. All their limbs. And you can't give God mm, no time. Mm, mm. He give us 24 hours Come in a on, day. Come on, girl. And we he owe give him us new grace and mercy every, every day. day. Come on. We owe him 2.4 hours a day. Mm -hmm. 24. 24. And I even shared this with my pastor. Mm. I said, I could still. I've, I've already gone back to praying on the prayer yes, line. Yes, you have. Yep. I've gone back to praying. I was on there when I first came, but I didn't let nobody was on that I was on there. Mm -hmm. But then mm -hmm. I've gone back and I said, Pastor, I can pray. I can pray from the inside of that wheelchair sitting down. I can pray. I can encourage. Yeah. I can release prophetically hey, what he tells girl, me to release. Come on, come on. And I can preach if you give me a mic. <laughs> like, look, you don't need no mic to preach. <laughs> You can preach without a mic, okay? You preaching yeah. now, okay? Yes. You preaching now yes, because cause God is so good. Yes. And, and when the so word merciful. is rich, when the word is rich, okay? And you know, mm -hmm. sometimes when a cake is so rich, mm -hmm. <laughs> you can mm -hmm. only eat but a little bit. Mm -hmm. So Kim, now you, you're so rich in the word and in mm. your strength. Girl. You know, and the I, prophetic is going to flow even more so now mm -hmm. because you're not distracted with stuff. Mm -hmm. I remember my girlfriend, well, she's my best friend for 40 plus years. We call each other sister. I remember um, Sue came and picked me up and I said, well, you would take me to Roses. So we was in Roses. Um, it's a lady working there. I wanted to see her and talk to her. She lost her daughter mm -hmm. some months back, Miss Betty. And uh, I wanted to talk to her because she didn't know that I had a stroke till she talked to my granddaughter. And I ran into an old co-worker I used to work with a long, long time ago. And she told me, she said, hey, Kim, she said, Marcus been talking about you. And he wants you to come to his wedding in August because he took me like a godmother. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay. She said, well, Kim, I didn't know you were sick. I said, I ain't sick. <laughs> I said, honey, I'm in recovery. That part right there. Because yeah. out of the mouth mm -hmm. is life and death. Yeah, I say, uh-uh. And my girlfriend and the rest of the women that were standing around, they just smiled. She said, well, you know. I say, yeah, I know, but I was letting you know that I'm not sick. I say, I'm in recovery. Amen. Amen. In recovery. Amen. And I'm walking with the walker now. Yeah. Yep, I have my, yep. girl, my cousin went live with it. And she asked me, and I told her she could go live. And um, she came a couple of weeks ago, and I told her to get my boot, and I was going to walk while she was here. She went to grab her phone. She thought she was going live again. And I said, not today. She said, why not? I said, because I said so, not today. <laughs> I did then because I want them to see what God was, was doing. doing. Yeah, yeah. That's what I want them to see, how God is moving mm, and what God is doing. Yeah. And I said, you know, when it's a time for another one, then I do. But since then, I have gone live. Mm -hmm. I've done inspirational on yep, live. I've gone it. live. Mm -hmm. I see it then. That's, you know what I'm, saying? I'm sitting here, even though I'm sitting here, 
and I'm not fully strong and my left leg, both my legs where I can just, you know, get up and walk mm -hmm, around. Mm -hmm. It's still ministry that could be done oh, yes. while you're here. Do you not know how, and of course we don't know, but there are a lot of people who ministers from a place of a chair. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You have people who have been ministering for years. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, Billy Graham never stopped. Mm-hmm. Never. Never mm -mm. stopped. You know, I think he was like 97 when he wrote his last book, mm -hmm. you know, something like that, way into the 90s. Yeah. So just because you, you grow older yes. or you, you know, have an affliction, mm -hmm. you ever... You're in recovery, yes. as we in say. Recovery, yeah. We're in recovery. Mm -hmm. Ministry still moves it's forward. Still. So, so what is next for you? How how is your physical therapy coming? Um, of course, we know you're back on standing in the gap yeah. on Facebook, mm -hmm. um, and um, it is Kim Lucky, and I will put that here at the bottom yeah. of the screen on Facebook. But, um, but what, what do you see God on. doing now? Taking me for. City to city. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ministry-wise. Yes, yes. To let people see. Because mm -hmm. what God is doing in this season, Lisa, he's performing miracles right in front of our eyes. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's the way he's doing. He's performing miracles right in front of our eyes. And this is even with people I share with that was, you know, close to me. This is what I want y'all to do. And I even shared this with my oldest son. I said, you know what I want you to do for me? I said, I want you to read. I want you to read the Bible at least 20 minutes out of the day. Mm -hmm. I want you to read the Bible and I want you to talk to God. Mm -hmm. And I even shared this. I said, I told my mama, I said, Ma, I want lives to be changed yeah. by what God is doing in my life. Yeah. Yeah. I want them to say, well, I want to know who you serve. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Can you tell me about him? Mm -hmm, I want mm -hmm. them to say, and that's when I went back to church. They was like, well, you think you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Yeah. And I told the mother of the church, I said, Mama, I said, I'm going to walk back through the doors of that church. And when I went back the first time, I was in the wheelchair. When I went the second time, I walked in there with that walker. Look at God. I might, you know, and I say, I might be walking slow, but you're walking, but I'm walking. And I tell God, thank Ooh, you for every thank step you that for I make. every step. And, and even what? with my arm, because yeah. I still don't have activity on my arm. Mm -hmm. And the therapist had told me I had a surplus. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't know what that was. I, I tried to look it up myself. <laughs> a surplus means more than you need, but I guess not. It's like when your muscles and stuff is pulling away okay. from the joints. Mm -hmm. And so they tape. I'm taped up now. Mm -hmm. But she taped me up the first time. And that was supposed to, like, pull things together. And that would help with the pain. And I went back a week, as she did the first time, I went back about a week later. I had them took the tape off, and she was going to retape that area again, but she rubbed across it. She said, you know what? I can't even hardly feel the dip now. She said, that's prayers. <laughs> this is what the therapist said. She said, Kim, that's prayers. Miracles are being <laughs> performed right in front of us. Yeah, yeah, right in front of us. And she said, um... She can tell with my left arm when they're doing stretches and exercises. Mm -hmm. She can tell that my muscles are firing up. Yeah. She said, your muscles are firing up. And when I went for my first evaluation, she asked me what was my goal. 
I said, my goal is to get 100% so I can go back to work. Mm -hmm. She said, well, <laughs> I'm not going to say you're going to get 100%. You might get 90 and you might get 80 in this arm, Kim. And I said, okay. And I told my bishop. I heard her. But I, but I asked God for full recovery. Amen. Amen. And I believe God. Amen. I know that's her Girl. job and that's what she's supposed mm -hmm. to say. But I know who I serve. My pastor, Pastor Samuel, every Sunday, mm -hmm. we, we need to chant that every Sunday, Pastor. Mm -hmm. He says, I believe God. We got a little, little chant. I believe God. Mm -hmm. I believe God. That's right. God. I believe and God. we believe God. You know what, Kim, yes. when you were talking about one step, one step, mm -hmm. you know, taking one step. Mm -hmm. um, and I went to the track and I, and I was running mm -hmm. well, jogging. And... Call it what you want to, the Holy Spirit, prophetic or whatever. You know, the Lord said, it's what's in front of you that will get you over here. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. what's in front of you. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we see what's ahead mm -hmm. and we get distracted with what with the journey. Because I believe had I kept looking at, looking straight ahead, yeah. I'm like, dang, that's a long way for two mm -hmm. miles. You know, but the, the I kept my I own the steps. And before yeah. you know the thing said one mile, I was like, oh my God, yeah. I've already reached the one mile. one mile. But you take that one mm -hmm. step. It's mm -hmm. about what's in front of you. What's in front of you. Today, let God take care of the next step. Mm -hmm. You just take the one. And then He take you take the two. And you and take then, the three. Yeah. And you take the four. And before you, you keep know on it. Going. Yeah, you in 100%. You keep on going. Exactly. You keep on going. Don't get distracted from what you see down mm -hmm. the road. Because yeah, you, you might stop in the middle. In the middle, yeah. You you see, you going, mm. like Pastor even said, his spirit was high Sunday in church too. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about things. And he said, can you see it? Mm. And when he was saying it, I saw myself because... Sometimes when we're in there and we're into the work, praise and worship, and sometimes, like Sunday, he said, where are my walkers? Mm. And I was sitting here and I was like, I would be one of them walkers, mm -hmm. walking around, you know, and they start walking. And sometimes before I even went to church, I would watch it on live, mm -hmm. and he'll say, I can see my daughter over there dancing. Mm -hmm. he said, Pastor Renee, I need you to dance for Elder Kim. Right, right, And right. they'll begin to dance. But I shared this with um, when I went to the, sh the hair salon because it did my hair. And she was trying, and she had one side, I was walking, but I didn't have a walker. But I walked from the styling chair to the shampoo bowl. She said, Quit trying to walk so fast. Slow down. <laughs> Slow down. Are you trying to show up? Your father didn't realize you was walking fast, no. right? No. I said, what you talking about? I'm going to be shouting at the wild. <laughs> I said, because God knows yes. that I am a praiser. Yes. He knows I'm a worshiper. Yes. I'm going to lift up both of these arms Amen. and total praise to him. Yes. And when he give me a dance this time, mm. it's going to be a different dance. Yes. And when they look and say, Kim, dance different, it's called a victory dance. That's it. And I remember um, Bishop Chris Brown, uh, Chris Brown, his church was in um, Venezuela, but now he's in um, Florence. I remember he came, it was a Wednesday, and he did like the Bible study. He taught a class, and I danced. I was working at Kirisofdi, and I had my purple uniform, and I danced, and I danced. So, And I remember him telling me, 
When you dance, your feet prophesize. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Taking you places you don't even know you're going. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And and that's why the Lord, the, 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 you know, he says to enter into his gates with thanksgiving yes. and into his courts with praise. Mm-hmm. You know, we go ahead and thankful, be mm-hmm. thankful, he said, in prayer and thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You know, so as we pray and, and we give thanks as mm-hmm. we pray. As Lord, we pray. I thank you. That's right. I thank you for a complete mm-hmm. healing. I yes. thank you for putting Total the strength back in my yes. amen. So we, when we, as we come to a close, Kim, mm-hmm. I want you to... Um, encourage the people um, about staying locked in. Yeah, focused and connected. On the Lord. Yeah. And your faith. Mm-hmm. On their faith. Yeah. Oh, faith, period. Well, your faith increased by the more word. It's that faith come by hearing yeah, and, and hearing, hearing by, by the, the word, word of God. God. Amen. So the more you take that in, mm-hmm. the more you hear it when mm-hmm. you're going to service on Sunday. Yeah. Even when you're watching live or different ones, because mm-hmm. I know I have watched different ones. And for me, I know one day I was just in my moment where, you know, I was listening to inspirational music mm-hmm. and I, I started watching Sarah Jakes mm-hmm. and one of her sermon was the one where she took the wig off mm-hmm. and, I, and that did something to me because I'm on a spotlight but it does not matter because that's not why I'm up here exactly I want to look good but it ain't about me looking good exactly so I'm trying to get this word that God has placed in me and I always tell people if you look at what you see from the natural eye, mm. you'll be angry, depressed, yeah, yeah. and you'll feel some type of way. But remember, he said we walk by faith, not by sight. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking by faith. I'm standing on what yes. the word of God says, because the word of God said, I sent them my word to heal and deliver them yes, okay. out of all their destructions. Mm-hmm. So we know the word is life. Yes, it is. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Yes. That's why you have to be mindful what you say. Mm-hmm. What's your conversation like? Yeah. What are you saying? And so the more you stay and you talk to God, I was sitting in there the other day and I was just writing in my journal. I said, okay, Lord. He said, call upon him and he will answer. Mm-hmm. So you calling upon the Lord and you going to him in prayer. And what are you doing? You're releasing the things that you need to release. Thank you, Jesus. Those burdens, those things that got you all upset and got you stressed out and bringing high blood pressure ulcers Mm -hmm. and bringing on strokes and heart attacks. Mm -hmm. You're releasing that thing to God. You're fully releasing it to him because you're going to trust him. And when you go to him and pray, I always tell him that we touching and agreeing yep. and we're believing mm-hmm. that we're going to receive it. Yes. So when we come in on the prayer line, you do your prayer requests. Once you release them, we touch and agree in prayer. Once prayer has ended, you Thank unmute you, and you begin to exalt God. Thank Even you, before you see mm-hmm. him, you begin to tell him thank you and bless him for what he's doing. Because mm-hmm. he said, David, I bless the Lord at, at all, all times. times. So it guess what? Be Just life. because I had a stroke in January, I ain't quit praising God. Amen. I'm not going to stop praising Amen. God because that's where my strength comes from. Thank you, Lord. Yes. He watches over me. Yes. Everything happens for a reason mm-hmm. and a purpose. We might not understand it. And the, the thing about it, I had just preached a month before that. <laughs> and when I preached at church, I preached about Paul and Silas. 
They was locked up in prison, mm -hmm. but they still prayed. Yep. And they still praised the Lord. Yes. Guess what? They didn't put their eyes on the circumstances. They looked up to the one that was mm -hmm. the helper. And I can imagine that the other prisoners were like, what's wrong with Lisa and Kim over there <laughs> singing and praying? Don't they know we locked up? We can't get out. We can't get out. We all being up. What they happy about? Yeah, what they all happy about? And Lisa is just singing. And Kim, and Lisa's Kim praying. <laughs> yeah. And I can imagine that's what they were saying. Yeah, yeah. But when they was praying and they were singing, yes. this came to me. It was a sound. Ah, yes, It was Lord. a sound that was made. Yes, Lord. When they began to pray ah. and sing praises yes, to God. Father. And he heard it. Yes. And the earthquake came and mm -hmm. shook up the foundation. Mm -hmm. Opened the doors, band fell off. And just because those two... They got delivered, but the whole oh, jailhouse got that. saved. Come on, come the on. The whole jailhouse got saved. So guess what? They had to go through that for the other ones to get saved. Yes. So to God be the to glory. To God be the so. To God be the glory. Kim, this is your next assignment. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that others can mm -hmm. believe God mm -hmm. for complete. For complete. Recovery. Recovery. Amen. Yes. And you know, I, I shared with someone, um, I had started back dating. Mm -hmm. And I shared with this person, I said, I had the stroke. I don't want you to feel like you obligated mm -hmm. to stay because I had a stroke. Mm -hmm. I said, but I want you to do one thing for me. And this whole process, because it's going to take me six months to a year. A little over to recovery. I said, but all I want you to do for me is get closer to God. Yeah. I say, spend time with God. Talk yeah. to God. Get closer to God. Yeah. And if things meant to be, then it'll then be. It'll be. Mm -hmm. It's all in God's hands. Yes. It's all in his hands. Yes. And I'm so grateful. Thank you, Lord. That even in the midst of this, I listened to someone. And he was talking about isolation. And it was saying, sometimes God puts you in isolation for your next assignment, mm. your next shifting. And I, at one point in time, I did feel kind of some kind of way. I wasn't mad with God or upset with God or depressed, but I was kind of feeling some type of way because people that I thought would have been, yeah, yeah, they wasn't. Correct. And we talked about that. Yeah. yeah. And so I had to talk to God about that. Yeah. And when I talked to God about that, I asked God if I felt any type of way for him to remove that from me mm -hmm. and to heal me. Mm -hmm. Just because we pull into Sally don't mean Sally going to pull, pull back into, into us. Exactly. God will use Samantha to come pull back into right. you. Says one plant, mm -hmm. one waters. That's right. And God will. And so in this time, it's a time. Okay, I'm sitting back. I'm listening to my worship music. I listened to Dorinda Clark today. I'm still here by the grace of God. Yeah. I played mm -hmm. it twice. That is one of my songs. And Mercy by um, it's the Elevation. Mm -hmm. They have a song called Mercy. Mm -hmm. And I listen to that. Mm. But when you feel like you're down and there's nobody there and you just feel like you're at your ends, you, you at the end, you can't take anymore. Right. Remember that the word of God says, 1 Peter 5 and 7, 
Cast all your cares upon him for he cared for you. Mm -hmm. That's your burden bearer. He carries your burden. And we don't realize it. I did a Bible study on a conference call called The Healing Process. And I, I said that we don't realize that when we carry these things, it affects us physically. Yeah, yeah. It brings things on you physically yeah. when you carry it. But you have to learn to surrender everything to God. And that's one thing that, um, you know, as we come to a close, Joretta said about the unforgiveness mm-hmm. that she had toward her mom. Mm-hmm. How that's a um, blessing, but you know, mm-hmm. in the um, arthritis in her hands mm-hmm. um, developed because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's important that we. First of all, release what we have. Yes. Cast. Yes. To cast means to throw it away, oh, not yes. not to drop it. Yeah. <laughs> that was just a drop. Yeah. But when you casting your net yeah. as a fisher, you're throwing mm-hmm. it all the way out, mm-hmm. all the way out. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I can't even. I don't even have mm-hmm. the reach to go back and get mm-hmm. it. And then we walk. Yeah. By faith. faith. By Thank faith. you, faith. Kim Lucky. That's your new name. <laughs> yes, yes. Faith Kim Lucky. Yes. Ah, this has been amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for You're sharing welcome. You're more your than story, your testimony, yes. for ministering to yes. us. Um, even in the midst of your recovery. Yes. Thank you for yes. being the woman of God that you are. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being my friend, yeah. for being my classmate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that it's um, it's, there's there's more ahead. And not not that awesome. I believe. Yeah. I know there is more ahead. Yeah, it was just awesome. Um for you and, and that, for yeah. your ministry. Yeah, and that was an Amen. awesome opportunity for me when we had our class reunion. Yes, yes. To yes. be able to bring the word. Mm-hmm. And you know, to look out and see my classmates mm-hmm. was like yeah. You know, just in all, okay, I'm hearing her, but I'm I'm stunned. Mm-hmm. And that's what I say, even going through this, so many people have reached out to me. Mm-hmm. Or called me and asked me, did I need anything? Mm-hmm. What you need? Mm-hmm. Tell me what you need, mm-hmm. whatever you need. And I haven't wanted but anything. anything. Nothing. God will take mm-hmm. care of us. Yes, he will. Amen. Yes, he will. Amen. And mm-hmm. we're gonna, we're gonna, we can talk all night, but yeah. we ain't got all day. <laughs> yes. Thank you once again. We're gonna yes. close out in a quick word of prayer. Mm-hmm. And um, man, Kim, tell them where where you're. I know it's a group page, but it is on Facebook. It's on Facebook. It's called Stand in the Gap. That's my mm-hmm. ministry page. Mm-hmm. It's on Facebook. Yeah. Um, and I just started recently trying to put things back on there, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. But if you, if anybody, like I told Lisa, share when mm-hmm. you're going, doing your morning, put it on there. Yeah. Share it because that page is for encouragement and for yeah. ministry. Yeah. Um, and then uh, there is posted on there the um, conference call line mm-hmm. for Standing in the Gap prayer line on, on Sunday nights at 7. At seven. Yep. Yes, and that's open to anybody. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, I don't care what your nationality is, Amen. where you're from, or what, it's open to anybody. Amen. And so if you come on and you call in and you don't want to say your name, you don't have to just touch and agree in prayer with us as we're praying. Amen. Yeah, and I started trying, working on with that ministry 
working on what I call Ministry of Love. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned it on the uh, conference call probably about a month or so before I, probably two or three months before I had the stroke. Then the Ministry of Love part of it is I was asking different ones if they want to sow into the ministry, mm -hmm. to sow a seed into the ministry. That would be great because the seed that come into the ministry it would go as far as helping someone that didn't have grocery yeah, or needed yeah. a bill paid. Mm -hmm. We would be able to help them in that area. And that's what ministry yeah, is that's about. That's what ministry is all it's about. about. giving mm -hmm. and giving and mm -hmm. sowing and sowing. Yes. You know, the law of reciprocity is not just for the saints. Yes. It's for anybody that anybody sows So y'all, we, we can't get mad with the world yeah. when they got stuff, when they are seed sowers. When they see sowers, that's right. Because it's going to come back. It's going to come back. Uh, Amen. Let me share this. I had one some a lady on the prayer line Sunday night. She said, I got to tell it. I didn't tell it before. She said, we was on the prayer line about two or three weeks ago. And Kim was saying about there was going to be unexpected finances mm -hmm, coming, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. unexpected checks coming. She said, well, y'all, I want to tell y'all, I got an unexpected check where I paid too much for a bill. And they sent the, the money back. And y'all know companies don't send refunds. Mm -hmm. And then she said, then I had a friend of mine told me when she got her settlement, she was going to bless me. She said, well, she ended up getting her settlement and she came and gave me an envelope. She said, it's not what I want to give you, but it's something because I told you I was going to give you something. She said she kind of peeped in the envelope, but then she put it up. And a couple of days later, she went back to the envelope and took the money out. And it was $1,000 in the envelope. Probably and, just what she needed. And then she said, I remember you saying that, Kim. Mm -hmm. She said, that's why I always tell you when you release something and it come to pass, she said, I always come back and tell you that it came to pass. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, when you release it prophetically, you got to receive it. Mm -hmm. And you got to believe it. You got to believe it. You got to believe it. Yeah. So you prophetically, we're releasing, mm -hmm. we're believing mm -hmm. that there is nothing that God yes. cannot do. Cannot do. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Lord, we thank you for this day. Lord, we honor your name. Yes. We just praise you, O oh God, for your love and your grace. We praise mm -hmm. you, Lord, for your mercy. We thank you for this time, yes, O oh God, thank you, sharing. Jesus. We thank you for this time of thank just you, Lord. listening to the voice of the prophet, of yes. our friend, thank you, Lord. Elder Kim. We thank you for what you've thank done you, in her Jesus. life. Lord, we just ask you to continue to recover her yes. 100%. Yes. We believe yes. it is we believe, done God. in Jesus' name. Bless yes. the ministry thank standing you. in the gap. Lord, supply name. every need that the ministry yes. needs. Any need that Kim needs. We yes. believe that this testimony will go yes. out into the world and allow someone yes. who is in the same situation to grab hold yes. to their faith. Yes. Stand and believe. Yes. There's nothing, nothing impossible, impossible for God. My God. Yes. Mm. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' pray. name, Amen, Amen, Amen. amen. Thank yes. you, Jesus. Thank you. You're welcome, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, be blessed. <laughs>
Now yes. you go make it a wonderful, wonderful day. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media outlets. Just Google my name and you'll find me there. You will find me there. Also, don't forget to tune in every Monday through Friday on Facebook to my Lisa six and three, six o'clock, three minutes of morning motivation for you to get you throughout your day. Now, remember this one thing I always say, a center soul is a center mind. Be blessed.